0: This is Jim Wills, and you are listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Leave the moment and go on vacation as much as possible, because you never know when the work's coming.
1: Do the best work that you, that
0: you can, and put it out there where people can see it.
1: Enjoy yourself. Do
0: what you want to do, and travel. Do what you love with as much passion as you have
1: art is a communication from the subconscious of humanity
0: this episode is brought to you in part by the Crave magazine podcast on patreon that's patreon.com slash crave podcast okay today on the podcast we have a very special guest he plays keyboards guitar percussion I met him about three or four years ago. He actually played in a band at a Crave art event that we put together, and we actually play in a band now that we'll talk about more during the podcast. He's a music teacher, musician himself. He released an album just a month or so ago, which we'll talk about. My guest today is Kendall Burks. Kendall, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. I uh, start the podcast out with an, an inspiration, something that inspires you, uh-huh. uh, whether it's a quote, a music, a band, a piece of music, piece of art, yeah. something that you carry with you through life, something that inspires you.
1: Well, I guess a lot of things inspire me, but I was thinking about this. One of the most stable bits of of inspiration is nature. Okay. And I guess an example of that is you know it's, it's the first the first snow today <laughs> of the season, and I you know just something simple like the way that the snow looks when it's falling is very inspiring. Yeah. And um, that's something like, you know, it's a, from, a, from an, this, a sound perspective, it, it can be inspiring, you know, things like, you know, falling water or birds or whatever. But, right. you know, mostly it's it, uh, visually, you know, I, I'm attracted to the, um, the complexity and yet this sort of serene order of it.
0: Do you compose out in nature? Uh, Do you ever go out and play music in nature?
1: Sometimes, not not very often. Yeah. You know, unless you consider like the tree that's by my house, <laughs> which you know, go check that out every okay. once in a while,
0: and then yeah. go back and play some. More. Do you hug it?
1: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not a tree. No, hugger? No, <laughs> not a tree hugger. Just
0: a tree admirer. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. I hug trees, man. Yeah, all right, all right. Trees are hey, great, hey, man. You know, to trees each his own. Yeah, trees are great. <laughs> So nature, yeah, and it, it, we are having the first snowfall of the year here. Mm-hmm. in. We're in Denver. We're actually in your studio, which I appreciate you inviting me down and getting a chance to check out your studio. It's quite awesome. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, my pleasure. So
0: uh, we're having our first snowfall. It's a little bit early here for Denver, but it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It
0: was yeah. coming down in huge flakes. Huge. Like chunks big, of snow. Big, big, flaky chunks. that yeah. Better, yeah, Spil- spiraling around. Well, let's uh, let's get into your story. I want to hear about uh, how you became a musician, how you became a teacher of music, and how you got involved in uh, just the music scene.
1: All right. So I I grew up in um, in Littleton, which is just south of Denver. That's where I'm currently still teaching and and playing and everything. And uh, I started started getting into playing music around age twelve or so, and started you know started my um, you know, it always felt like the kind of thing that it was like too cool for me to do. But like or at least at least my parents probably wouldn't let me. But then of course when I asked them they were super supportive and they, you know, got me some guitar lessons and sort of went from there. Especially you know, got really into it when I started to compose and write my own
0: things. When was just, how old were you when you started doing that?
1: Pretty soon after I started, uh, you know, like maybe... still teenage years? Yeah, yeah, definitely, like 13, 14, maybe, yeah. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah, you know, I was just, you know, writing little melodies that I thought were cool or something, yeah. and, and... But that was always the most inspiring thing, and that sort of took off, um, got my first um, multi-track recorder around age 14 or 15, and started, you know, recording my own compositions on that, and that was that was sort of how
0: I survived adolescence (laughs) 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 music (laughs) yeah it's good music saves yeah 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 (laughs) did you uh, play music in school at all like in school bands
1: uh so I wasn't in band I I did I did sing in choir and that was a that was a super fun thing to do and um, and I was in I was in I was in like a rock band in in, in high school sure that was sure yeah, we were all on. Anyone we who played
0: music were on rock bands in high Yes, cool. obviously, yeah, yeah,
1: no, and that was that was a you know that was a, another saving grace. Is a great thing. Yeah, after high school went to um, went to CU Boulder for to study composition, and that okay. was a a pretty well transformative experience being there and having that expansion of. Horizons and everything, it and that—that
0: that was music composition. That you said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did you decide when you're in school, when you're in college, did mm-hmm. you decide that like music is my career and I'm going to well, I'd make say, my living I, as a musician or music something?
1: Well, you know, I guess I don't know how mature I was about it. You know, like, <laughs> I, but but I certainly, I'd say I decided well before that. Like, you know, by the time I was in high school, I knew that that was the core of what I wanted to be you know, what, okay. what it looked like, I, you know, It's all sorts of deranged adolescent fantasies, but sure, that was, sure. you know, and so that's evolved since then, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was always, I knew that I wanted to do that, and um, yeah.
0: Okay, what's your favorite instrument to play?
1: It depends on the day. Usually, lately, it's been, uh, the guitar has been inspiring to me, um, been sort of exploring some new ways of playing the guitar um, for a long time, I was really interested in looping. Okay. And like that's a, a process through which you can use pedals. You know, you can use a computer too, but the technology originated using tape, you know, but now you can just have a pedal and you can, you know, click and record something and click again, and that whatever you just recorded will then repeat. And that's a really it's a fairly common process in in music nowadays even if you're not using a loop or just the idea of repetition but for me looping and then layering um many many guitars and things like that was always a big part of my aesthetic but lately I've been exploring what I can do without that and just this you know trying to delve into all the possibilities of the instrument that you know just on its own as a solo instrument as a means of sort of expanding my abilities there and that's been really really cool
0: right right now when I met you uh, you were playing in the group transition theater yeah that was kind of an avant-garde sort of ethereal yeah your um, Asian kind of mix with uh, like undertones of Krishna and dance performance, Yeah, yeah. and and, and you play guitar in that? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was mostly guitar, mostly guitar in that, and um, yeah, that was a cool, I enjoyed the um, sort of multidisciplinary aspect of that, because there's always dance and visuals associated with that, but as far as the music goes, yeah, it definitely has sort of like a rock, but kind of contemporary Almost like pop classical or something. Yeah. Kind of vibe. But, yeah. But yeah.
0: For the, your own music, the music that you make, mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. Your, I know I, I had the the pleasure of listening to your, your album that yeah. you released. Yeah. It was very uh, avant garde. I would think would all right. The, that's the word that I'd use to describe it. Words. Sure. Well, if that, <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll accept that if that if that's
0: a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a traditional type of no uh, music that you'd hear.
1: No, no. Well, I mean, you know, it's, there's degrees of avant-garde, you know. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I certainly, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to write pop music. I guess I just let myself do what I'm most interested in hearing. Yeah. And usually I can't, I can't help it that I don't end up writing something that's in a genre of one kind or another. And that's just sort of, you know, I don't think it's bad to write in a genre. I think it's probably a good idea, you know, but I just can't do it. Um, (laughs) Okay. You know, at least not, not in a way that sustains me in a very, for a very long time. Sure. Um, So yeah, I, I, I like combining all sorts of different things. And, uh, you know, I love, I love classical music. I love, I love Bach, especially. I love that kind of, um, sophistication and complexity and sort of purity and I love rock music you know I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin and you know jamming out to John Paul Jones's epic bass lines and yeah. things like that yeah. and you know and then now I've gotten you know way into all sorts of different things but um, especially different like Balinese gamelan which we can talk about more but I, I love incorporating all those things into what I do and I don't I don't mind so much that it doesn't fit into a genre. It makes it a little tricky when you're trying to find a, you know, a niche audience of yeah, some sure. kind, but you know, I, I also I'm not super worried that I in insofar as I'm not opposed to accessibility. Like I'm not interested in in pop music in creating pop music necessarily, but I do value accessibility of one kind or another. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. What's your favorite Instrument to play?
1: Well, uh, I guess yeah, it depends on the day.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um,
1: but you know, like a lot of times, I'll I love just sitting down and playing the keyboard. But lately, yeah, it's been the guitar. Okay, my my jam.
0: Acoustic or electric?
1: Electric, definitely. I mean, I've you know, lately it's been yeah, just clean tone, you know, good amount of
0: reverb and just play just play yeah 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 do ever do jam sessions where you invite friends over and you're like let's just jam for a while it's
1: yeah fun. totally totally yeah I mean I have a lot of friends that I you know grew up playing music with and who I'm you know friends with in Denver that I've met more recently and um, I'll have them come over to my place and I love I like I like hosting but uh, you know yeah I love I love playing music with other people improvising and doing things in a free setting has always been really uh important to me just yeah. just emotionally. I don't know if there's any importance beyond that, but it's always, <laughs> you know, it's 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 always
0: really really satisfying. Well, how did you decide that music was where you wanted to focus your career?
1: I guess sometime in 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 high school, you know, I started to think that it was maybe I mean, the idea of career I don't know. Yeah, again, that's sort of like an official and mature sort of vibe to it. And that was not where I was at. It was more like, oh, man, you know, maybe I'm okay at this. And, you know, people seem to, you know, like what I do. And that would be cool if I could do that. And, right. you know, it's it more like I didn't. It was like a, I don't know. It honestly feels like a destiny sort of thing. Whether I'm destined for, you know, any particular level of stature or anything is totally beyond me, but that I'm destined to have this be a centerpiece in my existence is definitely sort of undeniable for me.
0: Sure, sure. Are you familiar with the idea of of the four levels of confidence? Maybe,
1: maybe, well, no, maybe not.
0: (laughs) Well, so, and and it comes to mind because of the Gamelon. Which yeah. We can get into uh, okay, but like the four levels of competence. Basically, you start out and uh, you're you're unconsciously incompetent, where you don't know that you don't know stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then as you start to practice, you become consciously incompetent. Now you know. That it's you, like oh dang it! Now I, I know I know suck. It. Yeah, I don't yeah. know it. But the more you practice, the more you learn, you start to become consciously competent, where you know that you now know the music, but you still have to think about it. Yeah. The gotcha. gamelan, like playing. Playing the instrument, oh, I see. Yeah. You have, still have to look at it. You still have to f- follow your fingers around, your hands around as you're playing. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth level of mastery is unconscious competence, where it becomes ingrained in your mm-hmm. soul, and and mm-hmm. you see that like the z- when you're in the zone, mm-hmm. and you're just playing, and you're just you're not even consciously aware. Mm-hmm. You just know that you're playing. Mm-hmm. And fourth mm-hmm. players talk about that all the time when yeah, they're in totally. the zone and they're just phew, they're playing at their yeah. best. And, musicians when they're just on stage playing or wherever they're just they're unconsciously competent
1: yeah yeah well i think that's a totally valid way of looking at it i'd almost i'd almost i'd want to adjust it a little bit because i think i think like the theory of flow is related to being on the edge to me anyways it seems like it's it's there is a a basis of competence on which you're acting but then what you're doing is you're pushing that to the very edge of what you can do right and i like i think because like for me great art is highly conscious it's not self-conscious but it's 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 imbued with an intense degree of consciousness yeah and yeah, there's like for sure not not and like in like a general sense of awareness and awakeness and that's that's where the the vibrancy comes from and i think in a performance or like in the process of creation, if there isn't that degree of consciousness, then it's not going to be, it's not going to be as, like for example, if you're only, if you're only relying on what you're unconsciously competent at, like then it's almost as if it's, you're, you're not pushing quite hard enough. Right. Like right. I wanna sure. be, like, yeah, like I'm interested in art that, you know, there's a lot of built in competence You know, but then you can tell that the artist is at the edge of what they know and at the edge of what they understand. And there's an element of risk in that. Right. And it's like, that's what I'm interested in that because there's an element of risk in life. And I (laughs) want art to reflect what life is, you know, and I want it, you know, I want the art to to demonstrate some ideal of the way we should live our lives. And for me pushing yourself to expand your abilities and then using those abilities to push further and further and further and you know it's like you can tell when somebody if somebody goes too far and they sort of step and then it, it's like it's it's awkward or it's it's not as elegant or it's sort of you know that's not what you're looking for you're looking for you know where is that and for me, like where the intensity of consciousness comes from is being right on the edge because you have to be, you have to be conscious of it. Because if you're going to stay on that razor's edge without falling off, you gotta be, you gotta be right in it. And sure. it's like it's not, yeah, it's not like you, you have to think about it like you're retreating into your, the, you know, thoughts or or something. It's like there has to be an intensity of attention and focus. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. that, it's like there is a kind of. um I think like almost like a a deeply embodied way of being focused and conscious where you're not, you're not, um, you're not, you're not engaging with it at a level of abstraction. Maybe that's, maybe that's where the, the, you know, the idea of, of conscious, of, um, of unconscious, um, competence is. It's like, you're not, you don't have to engage with it at the level of abstraction anymore because you've built that into your practice, but it's, the, you're, it's like all of that information that you could engage with at an abstract level is built into your body, and then you're, you can you can sort of you can just flow with it. But I don't know.
0: Well, good. and I'm experiencing that right now. Um, yeah. So so I joined Tunis Makar, the Balinese gamelan band, uh, yeah, based out of Denver. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been playing in that band?
1: Since 2011.
0: Okay, so, so that's seven years. Seven years. So you've been in it seven years, and I've I've been playing in the band about two months i think maybe maybe maybe, yeah. maybe close to 3 and and the instruments are so different from western instruments as far as the notation the music there's not really musical notes that we study like in in traditional music and it's a very oral tradition yeah right and so for me learning to play is ex- and i'm sure everybody has gone through this but it's extremely hard because you have yeah. to rewire your brain and you have to rewire your hands to play to play this instrument in a way that is foreign to how Told we grew it. up here in the west mm-hmm. and so you wrote a piece of music for the band yeah uh was that your first piece that you composed for for, for the gamelan
1: yes yeah. yes i'd never composed in that i mean i'd done bits and pieces but never a full of never a
0: full work full piece and so like just in learning that mm-hmm. for me what, coming into the band like i came into the band right in the middle of the rehearsals of you learning your piece yeah yeah and so for me like i don't even know how to play the instrument when I first started. Yeah. You know, like, okay. But then you look at someone who's been playing for seven years, yeah. they can listen to to the kind of the rhythms that you put down mm-hmm. or the, the, the patterns that you put down and pick that up I think fairly easily. You know, there's a certain amount of yeah. of understanding of the music yeah, that, yeah. that people who have played Affluency, in the band yeah. have where they pick it up a lot of that faster. So me coming in, I'm completely consciously incompetent where I'm just yeah. like not only are I listening for the cues in yeah. the music like i have to okay where do i play where do i put my hands what do i yeah. what instrument do i hit or you know in yeah, totally. playing the different instruments so like with your piece it's not at the point yet where like i feel that i'm getting in that point of, of consciously competent where like i know the piece now and if yeah. i'm listening i know where to hit the notes but i still have to listen really really hard yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, go okay yeah. it's coming up it's coming up boom because i'm in, in your piece i play yeah the song. yeah gotcha so, uh, you know, and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, it's it's coming up, it's coming up, boom, got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whereas oh, I can breathe. <laughs> right. Whereas an unconscious, unconscious incompetent unconscious competence would be yeah, yeah. just feeling the music and knowing that it's there and being able totally. to be in the flow of that music. Totally. There's parts of your piece where I'm definitely in that flow where I feel it and I got the rhythms and I'm just yeah. like feeling the yeah. music. Mm. But for playing any of the other instruments within the band, I still am at that point of just like basic beginner. Yeah, and yeah. I'm totally. Still like learning the dampening and the, all that kind of stuff is very challenging.
1: Yeah, totally. It's a lot. It's a lot to learn.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's, well, let's talk a little bit about the, the Balinese gamelan band. They will be in a separate podcast. We're going to interview right. with them in all the right. future, but but since we're in the band together, let's talk a little bit about it.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I think just jumping off what you were saying is part of part of what makes it challenging is not just that you don't know how to play the instrument, it's that the musical language is also foreign. Very foreign. In the yeah. same way, you know, like if you speak Italian and then you go over, you know, to Spain and you want to learn how to speak Spanish. I mean, most people in Europe, they speak multiple languages and so they like whatever. But, um, but if you like, there's, You're there's enough of, yeah, 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 yeah. For, for that, there's enough of a similarity between those languages that, but it's more like, you know, an Italian person going and trying to learn Chinese. It's right. like, that's, I think there are there there I think there are universal elements of sort of linguistic syntax and structure but but there's a whole lot of content to what language is that doesn't have that 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 that, that is not universal and right. like, and it's very different but for me the 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 gamelan was always something that um, had a very I guess I connected with it Pretty quickly, in Mm. part because the rhythms are so cool. I I think they're really cool. But it's it's so the orchid. So the gamelan. It's a so Bali is a is an island in the Indonesian archipelago, which is sort of just south of um sorry just north of like Australia, and it's a tiny little island of Bali. And I guess speaking broadly, gamelan is is a genre. Well, not a genre. It's a tradition, I guess, or a style of music that. Sort of spans uh, many areas of south, the um, southeastern uh, Asia, but Bali has a particular style of gamelan, and gamelan is is largely uh, sort of uh, it's a percussion oriented music, um, not necessarily, but it, it's another way of thinking about it is that it's highly orchestral, so mm-hmm. it's like a percussion orchestra ensemble. Right. Um, the in, in in Bali the the primary sort of material that's used to produce the instruments is bronze and so you'll have lots of keyed bronze instruments and then but you'll also have lots of bronze gongs and then that that produces sort of the majority of the sound most of the majority of the instruments are sort of bronze oriented but then they will also have drums um, you know with uh, sort of animal skin and, and, and wood kind of, kind of things mm-hmm. and, um, and also flutes. Flute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Su Ling, yeah. And, the um, Su Ling. Su Ling, yeah, it's yeah. The name of the it's, flute. It's the name of the flute, yeah. It's orchestral. I think that's a, like a sort of a valid description. You know, if you think of a Western orchestra, you've got different sections, like you've got the string section, you've got the woodwinds, and you've got the brass, and you've got mm-hmm. the percussion, whatever. And each section has its sort of um and it depends on what kind of music you're listening to but uh they tend to operate as a section and they have their own sort of uh role to play in the music and right. then the same thing and it's the same thing with balinese uh the gamelan music where you've got different sections and they tend to play uh their own unique role and then those roles part of what the tradition is is defining how those roles fit together, right. and so it's highly layered and and percussive and and rhythmic and sophisticated in the way that the different sections interact with each other but it's also highly organic, it's a cool thing about, you know, like you think of an orchestra, you think of one thing you think about is like um, you know, the, the conductor standing in front and and waving the baton and allowing the group to organize, but they don't have a conductor in Balinese gamelan, which is sort of an interesting feature of it, it's like yeah. how do you how on earth do you organize as many you know like uh, as many as 30 different musicians playing the same thing especially when you if you listen to it it's like it's like the the rhythmic and and uh, precision is like insane yeah especially if you listen to Balinese musicians play you know like they are native speakers of the language right. it's like it's mind-blowing the kinds of things that they pull off one of one of the members of the the group Jordan Hayes, uh, he ta- often he'll he'll like talk about the music to the audience, and one one analogy he uses to describe the way that it works when it's ideal is it's like a school of fish, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like everybody knows, and that's part of what's so magical about playing the gamelan is having that experience of sort of oneness with a with a large group yeah um you know and and it's like you know a school of fish if like if one of the fishes is like thinking about which direction they're going this is like that idea of of of, of unconscious you know of of competence like if you need that, like if the fish needs to think about which direction it's going to go it's going to miss the cues from the other fishes right and it's going to swim in another direction right and for so sure like, absolutely yeah yeah and so that's that's a really uh it's a, it's a it's a cool thing to, to be a part of that community.
0: How did you get started with the gamelan band?
1: So I sort of, uh, I, I guess I got into the, uh, the first gamelan I played in 2009 was at Sea Boulder. Okay. And that was, I got into it through university. I think that's a fairly common way that people have gotten into the music. Sure. Um, is they go to university and like they want to play in an ensemble there. Or, like for me, I, I you know, it's, it's a requirement to play in an ensemble. And I like, I had just sort of randomly heard some of the other people in the composition department talking about how the gamelan is really cool and I had no idea what it was I just signed up for it and went there and started playing and like you know the first things I learned was like oh this is pretty sweet and just slowly got more and more into it and then the the, the teacher of that group and at the Boulder gamelan also teaches the Tunis Makar in Denver mm-hmm. and he invited me to come try playing with them and that was, that was sort of uh, the rest is history I guess
0: yeah 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 I am uh, at that point now. I mean, I'm still very much consciously incompetent, but I'm at that <coughs> point now where I can hear, like, it, when you first hear it. I heard it last year was how my introduction to it. Yeah. At, at and, University oh, of Denver. Oh yeah. You guys yeah. did a performance mm-hmm. then. and then I, and then I went to Bali and I heard it in Bali. Mm-hmm. But when you first hear it, it just sounds like when it first. Often most of the songs, a lot of the songs, I feel like when they first begin, it's kind of chaotic. Yeah. And then it just comes together into this rhythmic flow that's. It's it's pretty amazing, and yeah. I am at that point now where uh, we're, we're we're learning a new piece, and I'm at that point now where obviously for me I know when I mess up and play a wrong note, but yeah. I can hear oftentimes when we're playing together, and someone, when we're playing together and someone plays a wrong note that's sitting close to me, I can hear that it's wrong. That's
1: great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that wasn't the
0: right note. That's you know? good. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> totally. That's probably So that's, I know,
0: like, I know yeah. when I play the wrong note because, like, you know, that happens often, but. It, the other day, we are yeah. <laughs> rehearsing, and I'm like, someone played a wrong note. I could hear that it was like, a wrong.
1: Yeah, a little victory. Yeah, you played a wrong note. You know, you don't want to say that out loud.
0: But well, anyway. yeah. but yeah. <laughs> And we all know when we play the wrong notes. Yeah, but... totally, totally. So, yeah, we'll talk more about, or we'll get into more of the gamelan in a Future okay. podcast and, and talk more about that. But you've talked about some successes as far as, like, the music. We have not yet talked about the album that you released. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Tell us about that.
1: So the it's the album is called Waves, Waves. and it's, uh, it's something that I did totally independently on my own. All from the process of composition and performance and recording and mixing, uh, everything from beginning to end was all me. And that was something that I've I'm familiar with that process because. Like I said, like the first time I got my multi- uh, my first multi-track record- recorder, I was 15, and it was always something that I loved doing. And this is just sort of an extension of that long-held interest, and um, I recorded it over the span of about four years. Wow. And I wasn't working on it exclusively sure. during that time. Like, I, I took, took breaks to work on other projects. Recorded a film score, recorded a uh, uh, composed a string quartet, things like that. But it was um, a really a special project to work on because it felt like a very genuine advance in my own creative process.
0: Sure, sure.
1: And so that was it. Was really cool. I mean, I, I um, each each song has a sort of a special place in my heart because it emerged sort of organically and each song is a little bit is is different you Mm -hmm. know and and arose out of a different process but it all somehow feels well at least hopefully it seems like it does feels more or less cohesive yeah and um
0: yeah i would agree with that it's cohesive okay that's good (laughs) the songs all kind of uh have a similar feel to them i think okay overall there's a tonality
1: there is yeah, sure well I do like I do like tonality
0: I want to ask a couple deep questions if I may okay why should we care about art why should we
1: care about art we should care about art because because life is not something that can be reduced to a merely intellectual explanation okay you can't think your way to the truth of what existence is okay because we're stuck right in the middle of it and we're you know we're tied to existence via our bodies right. And we, and that, that, that puts us in a position where what reality is cannot be explained away. It cannot be intellectualized. it can't be rationalized. And that doesn't mean that it's not infused with reason. Or, you know, with intelligibility, that's, you know, part of the miracle of existence. But that it cannot be reduced to that, to me, implies that you need some other way of interfacing with life Mm -hmm. that has an aesthetic component, that has a component where where intuition and feeling and sensuality is at the core of what, defines that mode of interaction and interfacing and so art art elucidates reality it elucidates life it it and when it's good it it, it is it, it is it's truth in the most profound way art is truth it certainly can be <laughs> you know i I you know there's a whole lot of bad art you know sure, and there's sure, like sure. you know and like uh, i mean it's it's it depends on how you define bad. Like you know, if somebody's out there making something, then you know that's usually better than not. But right. you know, but uh, there's also the people are full of flaws, and that ends up in the art. You know, and you know that's that's the nice thing is even when people are flawed, if they're if they're good at art, usually it's you know there there can be a, a degree of salvation in that. But but when art is good, there's truth in it, yeah. and it's
0: yeah, yeah it's okay really important. Well, what do you hope to leave the world as an artist?
1: something that's uh <laughs> something that's better it's it's better that that thing existed than it didn't i don't know that's I, I mean i maybe uh, an increased sense of why it is important and, and that it is important that would be cool but yeah hopefully just good art <laughs> I mean, you want to leave good art i like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. well and i've I always wanted to ask this of a teacher, of a music teacher, so okay. if I'm, or, or an artist, a teacher of the arts. So I'm glad okay. I got this uh, opportunity. Okay, because I ask this to every interview that I give: is what do you think holds people back from becoming professionals in the arts or just becoming the best artists they could be? And so, in this case, what do you think holds your students back?
1: Well, I guess it depends on the student. Like, I guess when I think of my more my younger students, it's a lot of distractions. You know, like they'd rather they'd rather do something easy, like watch, you know, uh, watch television or, you know, you know, watch that or or play video games or something like that. It's like that's always a temptation. Sure. You know, it's a temptation for me. But it's but like I I have a a practice that sort of pulls me away from that. So, yeah, maybe discipline. That could be it.
0: Do you think that it's the, the the discipline of practice? like Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, going back to the story that I gave earlier about my drumming, that was definitely it. I didn't practice. Yeah. And so for me to become better as a, as a musician when I was in high school was I literally had to practice every single day for 30 yeah. minutes to an hour.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, everybody, <laughs> it's like everybody, I don't know. It's like there are some freaks that maybe, you know, like certain child prodigies that sort of defy, comprehension but but I think even them you know you have to practice if you're not if you're not engaged with it regularly if you're not pushing yourself regularly you're not gonna get anywhere with it and you know it's like it's you can't you can't wait around for inspiration and I think part of that part of being willing to practice is 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 related to what I was talking about earlier with regard to my own growth in in that fear of Acknowledging your own limitations okay. can can get in the way. Yeah, because 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 then you're not you're not willing to to look at what could be improved and like you don't know what to practice. How the hell are you supposed to know what to practice <laughs> if you can't look and be like, oh, look, I suck at this thing. And the only way you can do that is if you detach it from your own self-worth right if you think right. okay my my worth is not in what i currently am doing my, my my currently can do My my worth is in the process of getting better yeah,
0: yeah of
1: like of picking a domain and courageously going out and doing it and deciding that that effort and that you know that that struggle is is worth it
0: you use the word prodigy and i thought right away i thought of someone like prince or michael jackson and yeah. You know, it, but Michael Jackson was obvious because he started in music and... Very young. As yeah. a young kid in front of the camera that we saw him as a young kid grow. Yeah. But Prince was the same way. You know, he practiced on his instruments and, and that was his... Because of his home life situation, he fell into his music and music yeah. was everything for him and it was his escape, yeah. which then became his career. Yeah. But I don't think... You know, it wasn't like he was born with a guitar in his hand and could play no. amazing guitar. He practiced the shit no, out of yeah,
1: it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... It's like I mean, a lot of times, part of what I think of what talent really is is just the this sort of insane drive,
0: willingness, insane to, drive to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. because
1: it's like the time spent. I mean, I do think that there is something such as like innate capacity, um, and some people are are blessed with that, and then you know, but but it's ultimately just doing it um, and being 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 willing to put the time in you know sure
0: sure i i interviewed uh dave preston uh who's a Mm. a singer-songwriter and he he was fortunate enough to play with justin timberlake and matthew morris on the hallelujah song that became really popular a few years ago Uh. and i asked him about that and he said like what makes justin timberlake better or different than others and he said that because he works harder than anybody else you know he's he works at his craft yeah. Night and day and that's what he does and it and not that he's and he even said, like, maybe Justin isn't as good as a singer as other singers. Matthew Morris is a far yeah. more talented singer, but Justin like is a professional in that he is always working on his craft, always working, always trying to get better. And yeah. And so I think that really is a key to, to a musician or a visual artist or any anybody who works yeah. in the arts is, is universal. F- focusing on that craft and becoming just the very best you can at it.
1: Yeah, totally. and I think
0: that translates. You mentioned accountant. If you're going to be an accountant, be the best accountant you can be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that's like that's your, you know, what the hell else are you going to do with your life? Right. You know, right. It's like do do the best that you can, and and that's, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to find. Having a path helps with that, right? You know, but nobody has a perfect path. You know, nobody has a. Everybody's, you know, it's like you're constantly adjusting, you know, because the more you, the more you move, the more you learn, the more you do things, the more you, you know, and so it's like embracing imperfection on a, on a daily practical level. It's like knowing, okay, this isn't a perfect plan. I'm going to screw it up, but I'm going to do it anyways. Right. You know, and then you just, and then just do that again and again and again and again and again and again. And And then eventually maybe something will, uh, some product will emerge out of that process, which will be, worthwhile. But if the process isn't worthwhile, then there's no hope of that anyway. So
0: you might as well focus on the process. Right, right. You didn't say the word, but I think passion comes in there. Like finding uh, your passion. What are you passionate about? And mm-hmm. so like for you, passionate about music, your passion about music took you in a direction that wasn't like I'm going to become a guitar prodigy. Yeah. It was more of like I'm going to explore different types of music i'm going to explore guitar i'm going to explore mm-hmm. keyboards i'm going to explore percussion with drumming yeah you got you have a trap set here you've got congos you got bongos yeah and you've got a gamelan instrument so yeah. you know and you've got gongs so focusing your your energies in a broader way mm-hmm. of i'm going to really dive into music as a as kind of a spherical yeah. whole world view versus i'm just going to focus and become the best guitarist I can.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Let's talk
0: about the difference between that. Like, those are two different paths. You chose a path of kind yeah, of more totally. wandering, if you will. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Well,
1: jeez, I hope it's not wandering too much. <laughs> but I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I think some people, yeah, they they can they they they're naturally uh, inclined towards having a degree of focus, mm-hmm. and they can just focus on one thing. For me, what what interests me is it's composition I guess okay. and so that leads itself to that that lends itself to for me performing many different things because sure. I, just wanna, I just want to I just want the end product and so I don't know I, that might there's weaknesses to that because it's like yeah I'm not going to be uh I'm not going to be as good a guitarist as I could be but for me that's just not who I am I don't right. know it's like right. I mean I, I'd I'd like to be as good as I can but I also don't think that um yeah there's there's just different um there's different strengths and 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 weaknesses that people have and hope hopefully the diversity of my interests is not going to be uh you know my downfall right
0: right well for your album waves you recorded all of the instruments Mm -hmm. and all the vocals Mm -hmm. and then for the uh the gamelan piece that you wrote yeah you recorded a piece that we affectionately called (laughs) Guitar malon,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I, I, that's gonna be the, my, you know, my, yeah, that's like the one term that I actually coined. You know, I don't know if I'll ever come up with another like guitar malon. Yeah. But
0: and that that came out of of recording that piece because you didn't have a full gamelan orchestra. Yeah, but, um, you recorded that piece on the. The instruments that you had, which were guitar, mm-hmm. drum set, piano, and yeah. piano, and and then a few gamelan instruments. Yeah, that. yeah, the gongs. But, uh, but but you recorded, you composed that entire piece and recorded that entire piece yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. So so you mentioned earlier, like the composition is is something that really fascinates you and mm-hmm. drives you. So that that it lends to that. Well, I'm not just going to be the best guitarist in the world. I'm going to learn how to compose using guitar, using keyboards, using yeah all these different instruments. Which yeah. It's, it's your path.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a, that. And like when I when I first started creating music um, and writing my own things, I remember you know I had a little crappy like Casio keyboard, you know, and so I'd re- record the guitars and then go over and like you know bang on a couple keys on the the keyboard, and then I had some buckets that I sort <laughs> of put together as a little drum set, yeah. and like that was just because that's what the song needed and right. I didn't you know I, I it just was fun to do that and yeah it's who knows if it's um, you know a wise move but uh, <laughs> but I was you know' I was, I was 15 you
0: know what are you gonna do yeah sure sure but that that sort of set your passion
1: definitely so definitely
0: so it's thinking speaking of 15 I might think back if you will to a probably good age would be like as you're going into college okay. and as you're like man music is something I want to pursue uh-huh. as an adult as a Career, possibly. Uh uh Yeah. Um, What advice would you give to yourself if you could go back and sit down with young Kendall for a minute and say, "Do this.
1: Practice more. (laughs) God damn it! What are you doing? Stop sitting around. You know, like, well, I mean, I, I, it's, I, I have, I have compassion for my past self because, you know, I, because I didn't, but I do feel like I, I wasted a lot of time. Not consciously pursuing improvement, okay. like i was I was improving, and I was consciously improving I was consciously pursuing improvement insofar as I was trying to make you know better pieces, but i wasn't as I wasn't as like, oh there's this skill that would probably help me get better, and I should pursue that that skill like right, I didn't have right. that, and there's so many things that I'm like sort of playing catch up on now that I wish that I had not because it'd be way more like built into me, you know. Right. Yeah. Practice more. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what we talked about for the last, you know, half yeah,
1: hour Yeah, 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 totally, totally, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and I agree, I agree with that statement. I mean, like for me to become a better drummer, I had to practice more, and and mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I took dance lessons, uh, swing dance lessons, and we the first the first it was a I don't know two month two month of classes eight classes or something like that but we practiced it we had to practice every single day Mm -hmm. otherwise we'd fall behind in a class and Mm -hmm. so it was definitely i think practice is a key to to anything but especially in the arts yeah you want to get better in the arts you have to practice
1: yeah and i guess for me it's like you have to drop your ego to practice yeah yeah because it's like practicing implies spending time where you're incompetent right and it's like well who likes being incompetent <laughs> right. it's like i mean the you know hope like the, the 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 benefit of that is that you build your competence and that's what becomes sort of it it, it propels you forward to, to that that sense of expanding your d- domain of competence but yes to it, it, practice is to acknowledge Your incompetence, right? And like that sounds—that sounds gross. Just saying it, it's like, (laughs) oh, great. Yeah, I'm incompetent. You know, no, nobody wants that. But, but like, I was like, for me, like, yeah, I I would. It's like I'd say to myself, drop, drop the ego, and uh, wake up to your incompetence, because that's where all the the, the joy is, in a way. Because it's like you can—that's where you're gonna grow. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. What are you working on today? What what, uh, what what gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you have coming up in the future?
1: I'm a bit. I'm a, I'm at sort of a, a weird place where I'm. I've transformed a lot, and I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I guess I've been practicing a lot, and it's, that's <laughs> good. Been really, yeah, it's been great. I've been trying to, like I, I mentioned before, I've been trying to develop a style of guitar playing that's oriented towards just solo guitar playing okay. as opposed to looping yeah yeah and to me and for me that has required a lot of effort and study and practice because i was not i was heavily dependent on looping yeah you're a looper. A, yeah 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 <laughs> no yeah totally and i like and so now it's just that's not you know it's like i'll sit down and i'll try to i'll try to do like a looping thing but then i'll end up just I'll like try to come up with something to loop but then I'll just end up playing I'm like, God damn it, fine. I guess I won't I guess I won't be looping. And so I, I can't it's like there's a part of me that just is not I can't do that anymore and so for me I wanna do a lot more with my YouTube channel.
0: Okay.
1: Um I wanna do more compositions based on like sing you know, solo guitar stuff or like two guitar stuff. That kind of limited um, thing and I also want to do a lot more arrangements of um, of other pieces. Okay. Like um, yeah, pieces that I want to learn from.
0: Sure. Sure. But, yeah. Okay. Oh, you you talked about YouTube. Yeah. Your Waves album. Where can uh, listeners find your Waves album if they want to check it out?
1: Yeah. So it's uh, available basically anywhere on the internet. I decided not to do a physical copy. You know, we'll see. Maybe down the road, I'll I'll. I'll Explore that, but for now, <laughs> for now, it's just on is the internet. So you can, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Amazon Music. Um, you can have a SoundCloud profile, Bandcamp, you know, any anywhere like that. Um, so just
0: search for Kendall Burks, Kendall, yes. Yeah, so,
1: so yeah, search for Kendall Burks. Uh, my website is kendallburks.com K E N D A L L B U R K S. Um, dot com. You can also, um, Kendall Burks Music is the sort of YouTube handle and okay. you can you can follow me there i have a, uh, a number released a number of music videos for the album oh cool
0: yeah, yeah. I'll check that
1: out yeah
0: are you on uh instagram oh. facebook all that kind of stuff as well? uh yeah i'm as I have a, a facebook
1: as a yeah as a musician i yes so my facebook prof handle is also music. kendall music so you can follow music. me okay. you can follow me there if you want yeah, I haven't yet uh, gone down the Instagram rabbit hole yet, but I, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> it's
0: one thing at a time. Yeah, one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Any, any last words that you'd like to share with the Crave audience? Any bits of advice or uh, insights?
1: Well, hmm. No. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 no, we're done. No, we're done. Uh, I guess, hmm.
0: It doesn't have to be all powerful. Oh man, it has to be all powerful, (laughs) don't you? Don't
1: you realize? No. (laughs) You're like looking for some divine inspiration. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I gotta gotta do. I know. No, I think. I think I've. You know, I've. I've said enough.
0: Okay. All right. Well, cool, Kendo. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me into your studio and sitting down and chatting about music. I look forward to seeing what you have coming up in the future and. Of course, i see it at gamelan rehearsal.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, Jim.
0: Absolutely, thanks so much. The music for episode 27 is the song Summer Snow off of the album Waves by Kendall Burks. It is available everywhere you listen to your music. Are you ready to go deeper into the arts? And sign up for the Crave Magazine Podcast Patreon. Starting with episode 26, we are offering a deeper dive into the artist conversation with extended bonus interviews. In episode 27, Kendo and I further discuss what it means to be a teacher of the arts, the importance of great artistic mentors, and the struggles of maintaining a balance between artist and teacher. In addition, subscribers can get their hands on incredible limited edition prints, as well as original artwork from some of the Crave artists. As you know, my mission is to bring art to the world, and as a Crave Magazine podcast patron, you will help make that happen. So please head on over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/CraveMagazinePodcast. As always, be good to one another and take time to feed your soul with art.